Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> all right. For all the new listeners out there, if you didn't know, we are the women of It's for the Table, and we want to bring a little something for everyone. That's right to the table. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as, authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other, unafraid to shine light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're on a pot of... Ugh. Oh, are you okay? I think, <laughs> see, I'm so nervous because I feel like I have to say it how you say it. You say it so fast. But we're unapologetic, a little bit messy, but we're ready to own our own stories. So take an hour, take off your bra if you're wearing one, drink your wine, and let's be heard together. And if you missed it, last week was episode 18. Isn't that crazy? We're already on episode 18. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. So episode 18 was called Family Matters. Dot, dot, dot. Does it? No. <laughs> well, that's what Liz alert. Um, So we dove in to our own family dynamics, um, some childhood trauma, how going through therapy helps that and realizing that, you know, the shit that you went through when you were younger <laughs> does affect you when you're older, but that's okay. Um, and yeah, I think it was a really good listen. I think that was really interesting. I think we learned a lot from each other, too. Yeah, for sure. That's Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then obviously our social plugs um, we are on Instagram and Twitter at, at it's for the table all one word we have a Facebook page please like us and as always follow Alyssa Munger on Twitter <laughs> I must say I have not gotten one follow from us <laughs> shouting out my own page so not one. I appreciate you guys alright well somebody Thanks. for the love of God please follow her on Twitter so I think Everyone can tell that there's only two voices today. So we are actually recording without our third amigo, Carly. Um, she's actually taking a little bit of a mental health break right now. Um, she is right now currently, you know, helping with her family with what they're going through. And we can't support her enough and mm -hmm. allowing her to, you know, take that break. And, you know, it's part of our brand. We if we preach it to you guys when you listen to us that sometimes you need to step away from things, you know, collect your thoughts and, and reevaluate yourself and so you can come out, you know, a little bit healthier, better and happier. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And it's definitely like acknowledging how you feel and like I'm sure Carly could have recorded. It just wouldn't have been the Carly that we're all used to. Like she just knows that she's not in the right headspace right now right and just for her to also respect us enough yeah. to like record without her yeah like, that's a huge like that was that was nice of her yeah and for her to trust in us that we would never hold that against her you right. know obviously you know two is more of a business meeting three is a party but I think <laughs> we can i think we can shake it up a bit <laughs> that was such a good intro like the segue <laughs> you saying business meeting for what we're talking about I, so <laughs> i wrote it down too <laughs> All right, so for our episode, is this 19? This is episode 19. Okay, so for episode 19, Gabby and I will be diving into the topic of work. Now, everything that goes into that, I think work, Gabby... Work, 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to shout it out there that Gabby wants DM Drake to get her into his concert. <laughs> just okay, that's for another episode. <laughs> but no, um, because of the global pandemic and the six plus months of quarantine, everybody's life and job has been affected, whether you lost your job, whether you moved from the work, whether you moved to work from home. So I think this was a good opportunity for us to talk about our past job experiences, 
um, our current job experiences yeah. and what everybody else is kind of going through and just taking the time to acknowledge where you're at because it's so easy to ignore certain work environmental issues mm-hmm. when you're in it every single day and you're kind of like you feel forced to go to it but then when the world shuts down and life kind of stops you're just like wait which is what's happening now right like, like, like literally you're like yeah. i actually don't have to do this anymore and i right. don't have to put up with this person or that shitty boss or this or this like situation, situation. or even or even the job in general maybe right. you went to school for accounting and during quarantine you realized you want to be a painter yeah <laughs> you know and and i think that's what's really interesting um when it comes to the current situation that there's so many people that are exploring those options people are and and listen this is to not undermine you know some tragedies that are going on like there are people that are and have lost their job because of of mm-hmm. covid and, and it's real um but you know there, there's other people that are maybe taking advantage a little bit of about of of being with yourself and being at home and being around whether it's loved ones or being around your hobbies or even diving into working from home which is like wild because right. everyone's doing it right now so without further ado should hey. we start this episode we should start this, What's episode? this episode called <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is called signs of a work culture cult sure just listen to that cult sure it's gonna be in parentheses too in case you can't (laughs) in case you didn't get where i was going with that (laughs) all right so we're gonna dive into it so um why don't we start by talking about our current work situations i'm d you're d (laughs) all right we'll go for it man (laughs) uh so i i told everybody on the podcast that i currently serve my job shut down, I think it was March 16th, and I just went back as of last week. So I was one of the, I don't even know the number, but tens of hundreds of millions of individuals that were unemployed throughout COVID, well, throughout the yeah. quarantine. So that's where I was at. I did get a side job for a hot second <laughs> because of Carly, um, and <laughs> that's, we'll talk about that Car- as well. Carly's not here to defend herself on that. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's what i was doing but now i'm back at the serving position right. you're full-time now yeah yeah is it how how has it been getting back into the swing of things it's though? the craziest thing ever because when i first when the job shut down and back in march that was the f- longest even going like i thought it was gonna last two weeks to be honest like that was me being yeah. ignorant to everything going on but i was like oh this can only be two weeks even at that two-week stretch i was just like I've never had two weeks off of work without Alone. having something to do. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, I just, that's, I've never gone so, like, I've never gone this long without working before, right. ever since I started working at 16. So it was a huge adjustment, but I think there has been so much of me that, like, kind of has, like, came out from it. And I realized that, like, right. work is really not end all be all, that all the times that I stayed extra for money and missing this occasion sure. and that occasion it's like it never really mattered like i had i everything i thought mattered got taken away from me right and i was only left with genuinely what really matters so it was kind of just like a light bulb moment and right. i was like i don't know if i want to work around the clock right. and 13 hours every single day like just to make x amount of money it's just a lot especially if it's you're working so hard and it's it is it really in the direction that you want to be in? right well what you just described is you wanting a work-life balance and you didn't mm-hmm. have that mm-hmm. which i think is what a lot of people struggle with but you don't realize that you don't have it right people yeah some people are like, like no i have a work-life balance i go to work and i come home and i'm i'm eating dinner but maybe i'm eating dinner answering emails but not and not for nothing if you're waiting for saturday and sunday to do whatever you that like, you can't get done throughout the week that's, that's not, not a balance that's not a balance that's not that's a balance. two days out of seven yeah 
think about that though. Isn't that crazy? Two days out of seven. Mm-hmm. Like people work nine to five, even later. Nine to five isn't really like no, especially you have to like take and like travel. So right. Probably it's like or nine people to seven. overwork. I mean, I oh remember. My God, yeah. You know, I mean, even back when I worked at the at the paper, like news didn't sleep. I was there all night, and even at my last corporate job, like. You just, I felt like I was working all the time. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listen, this isn't to bash people who actually enjoy it. Some people live for their job. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's great, but it's not for everybody. And I think it's so hard to mm -hmm. to think about that, that people need to fall into that, that stigma. Right. Well, I said this in our episode too, when we talked about like quitting your job, can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, (laughs) if you haven't listened, definitely listen to episode two. But uh, like, I commend those people that work like that, but it's, it's different when it's in in a field that you actually genuinely want to be in. Correct. No. Yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? So I I feel like if you're not in that field, it hits harder, especially during this hopefully once in a lifetime chance to like really reflect on life for a hot second. You're just like, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, no, you're. I mean, listen, I left. A corp- what are you doing? Like, explain your job situation right now. So, so right now, I'm actually a, a full time freelancer. So, I basically own my own business. Um, I'm my own photographer. Gabby and- also quit. <laughs> Her last day was about three days before. No, um- it was. Yeah, you're right. I quit. So it's so funny. I ended up putting my two weeks to a corporate job that I was very unhappy with, and it was just my time to go. And I left with other things lined up, along with you know freelance work. And I left, I lined it up where I left on a Friday, which was great. I ended my day on a Friday. So I had the weekend to like, okay, fresh start, get my shit ready and then jump in, into, you know, another opportunity on Monday. Well, that Monday, the whole world the whole shut world. down. <laughs> and, you know, I ended up losing a couple things that were in the works and it hit me really hard. Um, but I have never been happier because I, I ended up falling in love with, like photography again Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in an industry that you know it did teach me a lot of things and um I was exposed to a lot and I went to you know I got to go to to some places that I've never been um and you know those are some of the upsides of it but I lost myself like I Mm -hmm. lost who I was I lost I didn't it's so crazy because I once I decided to be my own freelancer and, and have my own business it took me all of April, May, and part of June to really figure out what the fuck I liked photographing anymore. Because mm-hmm. I was photographing the same thing for four years that was right. to a specific and else brand and realm and vision. And I was like, what the f-? I was like, I don't even know. And how- Gabby is the most creative person I've ever oh, came in contact so nice. with. Oh, so for you to have such a, cr- <laughs> so for you to have such a creative block, you realize like it, it goes so much deeper than it, that yeah. block. There was like other underlying issues that you for had sure. to like kind of pan out through. Like, like you didn't just change your whole vision of your career for those four years. You changed your whole vision on your life and yeah. you like ad- ad- adjust it to a sense of somebody else's vision. Wow. Um, everyone who's listening, Melissa is available for therapy sessions. <laughs> you can go through me, her receptionist. <laughs> no, but I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. Like it was, it was it was such a weird transition for me because I went from literally working so much, and listen, I really enjoyed working that much. There were times where I did enjoy working that much, but I hit a wall, and I was like, I am missing out on so much. I mean, I gave up. Uh, I I think I gave up a lot. Like, and this isn't 
even the past corporate job that I left, but I've had these moments in other jobs. Um, when I first started my uh, photography career, I started as a photojournalist and I worked, like I said in the past episode, I worked at a paper for a while and I ended up getting that job sophomore year of college. I missed out on my entire college career. I never, like, I never went to parties. I never, like, same. I oh yeah, you. Too. I had no reason. <laughs> but like, I, I never. Invited, but I never but... like hung out at like. But I lit. But I lived in the dorms. I lived in right. the city, and I never hung out at at the dorms or with other people in my class. I never was able to. You were grinding for something that you wanted, though. Like you genuinely right. No, loved and that's it. the yeah. thing. I I loved it in the moment, and it taught me so much. But sometimes, like I, I think, especially now, being a little bit older, I look at my my past self and i was like damn like i didn't i didn't i can't remember any like crazy college stories or even like aha moments in college Mm -hmm. i literally would work at the paper from 6 a.m until 5 p.m and then i switched all my classes because i went to art school i had a lot of studio classes so they were like five to six hours on end so then i would go to class from 5 p.m to 10 p.m studio classes and then go home shove my face with food for the 10 minutes that i had go to bed wake up at 5 a.m and do it all over again right college was your second job i said that before yeah it was (laughs) and i had a light bulb moment when um my editor at the time there was a i don't know if anybody remembers occupy philly um that um the it was like a protest in philadelphia but people camped out at city hall um and it was a huge thing I'm not going to get into the, the political side of it, but if you remember, you remember. And there was a huge protest that happened. Um, I think it was like a Wednesday night and it was like the last week of finals. And I was one of the three staff photographers and I was the senior photographer on 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 the team. So they wanted me to go. And my editor was like, you have to cover this. And I was like, e- so it's like 430 and I have class at five. And she's like, all right, it's either the it's either class or or this. And I'm like, the fuck? And it was just such a weird moment where, like, as if you should have like given the, right. the class up. As yes, if it was like kind of like a choice. Like in the she, matter. like she was paying my tuition, right. and it was just the weirdest. Wasn't this an unpaid internship? No, it was paid. It oh. was a full time job. Oh wow! Yeah, but it was it it had its boundaries. Like it, they called it a fellowship, where right, like okay. I got paid, but like they knew I was still in okay. in class. And that's the thing. Like they did so much to like adjust the, those things for me because they didn't have to hire me. Right. I was like, I'll come back as like an intern. I'll I'll, I'll keep coming and and like they helped me do that. So it was so weird to me that somebody wasn't supporting me and knowing that like I'm getting this like degree for my future, which was which they should have known was them like i was doing it for them you know what's so funny because i just had like a thought i feel like those like that moment specifically was a do you sell your soul moment oh yeah and it's like and some and i think maybe they would have expected you who they loved and like put so much effort into and like to to like kind of mold you into like who they want you to be like well if she really wanted this she would have right. given up her class yeah but- and i'm like i've i've been in those soul yeah. selling moments <laughs> and i have to some degree sold it i mean i bought it back eventually <laughs> but, but i i give you a lot of credit for thank you because i don't know i don't know what i would have done in that situation yeah i mean listen it wasn't easy i was depressed i went to another paper after that which was nice but like it just sucked because i i spent so much time there and it was one of those moments where i realized the person that i looked up to as a mentor Mm -hmm. wasn't mentoring me they were grooming me Mm. and then it was Mm. like oh you're my standards are no longer okay yes 
and it just left a really really bad taste in my mouth and I just knew I had to I had to go and I was so young I was like 19. I know I don't yeah I don't respect that. No the, it was the so weird. They put you in. It was it, like, so backed weird. you up into a wall. Yeah. Trying yeah. to force your hand and they really thought you were going to choose them. Them. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Well jokes on me I'm still I'm still <laughs> I'm still paying my my uh <laughs> shouldn't have went to class. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you student loans. Um but wait so you said you went to you had a job during covid yeah <laughs> do you want to talk about that job <laughs> listen carly really genuinely really did try to help me out she was working there like one day a week and she's like i know you're like trying to make some extra money right now also like i'm i'm somebody that i work all the time so to just have like at this point it's like four months into quarantine i'm just like okay i have to do something like i was in a bind waiting to hear right. back from the law school i applied to like i was just my whole life felt like a waiting game right so i was like okay anything i can do to make some extra money right. just to like have that sense of like routine again yeah. i i, I need well, it and, and it was in the service world so it was something right. you were used to and i'm like you know that and I'm like carly's working there yeah and i'm just like okay this is this is it like right. i'm just like this will be really like good for me because like yeah. it'll like distract my mind <laughs> I there I there's so much I can say about it. It's just so one of the things that when I the interview happened, it was like, oh, like you get out at a great time, like you still have your mm-hmm. whole day for free. Yeah. The customers are fabulous. Um the, like the tips are really well. Um, right. and it's like it's like not even that much. It's like a little bit of detail, but like not much. So like I'm like, well, what kind of detail is this? I was like, right. so I'm I'm a detailed person, but like I'm just also I I, I prefer working in a fast paced environment. So like I I don't like being micromanaged. I don't like being watched sure. over. So I just know like that's my um managey style, I guess yeah. that you would say. Uh, so like downplayed it a lot. Uh, yeah. So the first shift I showed up is like six fifteen in the morning. He was like thirty five minutes late. Um, <laughs> but he's like the owner. But, yeah, got like, it, got like, it, got it, got it, got it. I was pretty much like thrown to the wolves. Um, but like I, I pick up on things I pretty well. Um, I'm a, I'm a good worker. I think that you can teach somebody that knows how to work basically anything. Right. So you just throw them in there, like you, you adapt or die. Yeah. So there was just so much that went into it, which I was taken aback by because it was like mentally and physically exhausting being working from 6.15 to 5 p.m. after not working for four months and also it being like in a different field than I'm used to. I'm getting like, I had to wear a headset like with these, with this like company and like, right. or the the place. And they were like literally in your ear about every single thing. And like, also I'm somebody that like, I pick and choose my battles. Um, and I don't think that everything needs to be a battle. I think in order to be a great manager, you have to be consistent with it. And for you sure. have to also like value people. Like I, I'm right. two weeks in and it's, was like detrimental to my yeah. soul to yeah, be honest it, Alyssa was so hard to talk to for two weeks because I mean it put you in a bad mood yeah like every I day I was working I like my well, also the way training they, the way they week was like 70 you. hours oh it's so like to even the way they spoke to you the 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 so that's where like everything the, kind of blew the up mansplaining the, uh, we, we don't mess with that and I so you mess with it to a certain degree but right. then when you kind of to, like you show people how to talk to you and like right. they they learn from you so if you let it go a couple times like again i pick and choose my battles but if you let it go a couple times that they think that they can do it all the time so right. i was telling gabby right before we started this episode like i i worked in the service industry since i was 16 I, being talked to a certain way and the sexual harassment comments and being kind of like the guy's girl 
I I, I normalize that all throughout my serving career because like you just you really do have to have a tough skin when you're right. working with a bunch of guys and you're a cute girl and if you're in a bikini you have like, to brush off your shoulders right you know? so you just, it's it's so, the job so some of these comments that were being made to me like I I just brush off because I, I I don't even think about it sometimes but like I had the one cook like saying the like most vile things to me as I'm walking we, by we like, literally can't repeat it on here because it <laughs> makes me want to vomit it's just gross and like I I know his like I know he's a good person but I'm just like you can't be saying that to every single girl but, I was like not. Nah, but it's so hold on i need to stop you right here because you just said that that cook would say this certain thing to you and you responded but i know he's such a good person i think that is so common though i know but that's why that's why i would tell him i'm like okay listen i'm cool with you and we're good friends like right but you can't say this to every single girl because like the girls don't take it the way i'm taking it like you're lucky i'm taking it the way but even the fact i have to adjust myself to take it a certain way i mean and like the issue yeah for sure and you're you're that situation i think is is on the smaller scale than mm-hmm. to what really oh, totally. happens in the work environments and what really happens with like you know sexual assault and even being talked down to as a woman i mean being a woman in, in the corporate world is fucking shitty oh it's so shit this wasn't even in the corporate world so like this got caught into like so i'm trying to like preface it that there was like kind of no rules with what they talked about in front of mm-hmm. me to me whatever so i made like one sarcastic comment one time and <laughs> i guess it was at the wrong time because then i got like wrong place, truly wrong time. berated <laughs> in their office quote unquote a basement where there's like smoking cigarettes in front of my face um but right. berated smoking, smoking in the basement of a place where you serve food got it got it so then it basically turned into <laughs> that um I instead of making that sarcastic comment, I should have asked him if he was thirsty and got him a drink. Ew. And I sat there and like my like and especially like I told everybody Ew. like what happened after this. And, and I don't even get my own husband a drink. And everybody was like, "What did you say back?" And I'm like, I, "There was like I I reverted back to like kind of my old ways where I don't right. do anything." And I like, I, trust me, if you know me, like I'm somebody that I'm I speak You're up, speak I'm aggressive. Truth. You're gonna, yes. Yeah. So I could not believe that I let somebody talk to me. Like I said, right. like, this went on for like 25 minutes and I was right. so shook. I'm like, did that really just happen? Right. He just like used me as a punching bag. I'm sure he got away with it in the past. Yeah. It is what it is. So I wound up like obviously quitting and I like I laid it all out like a week later because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. But there's been that that's like the most recent yeah. that I would say. Um, But there has been times where I was like very naive to certain situations and I let people take advantage yeah. of my how do you say it? Na- na- naivety? Na- na- like naive, but like... Do you not know the word no. I'm talking about? Uh, see, this is why we need Carl. <laughs> God damn it, Carl. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Whatever. Um, whatever that word is. I feel like a <laughs> freaking idiot now. Um, but so they just took advantage of that situation um and they put me in like really uncomfortable environments yeah. but again i told you guys like i i have tough skin for uncomfortable well, you, environments well you you probably you probably like connected with past experiences like mm-hmm. you kind of relive trauma from other work environments that maybe stopped you from speaking up to yourself yeah or for yourself i mean you know and like i think i think that comes with i mean when someone's dangling your career and your future and your and your pay over your head yeah. you're basically like you're like okay i'll do whatever do you whatever need me to you do need me and to it's do. just like that's not like the right mindset to have either because like i don't actually need you <laughs> but they like that's where the whole like part of the culture right. comes in because like they make you believe that you need them for sure yeah and 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 i think even with that i think even to bring it back a little bit to you know the pandemic and what's going on today it's i think true feelings come out Mm-hmm. with how um 
corporations and um, companies are handling um, their employees. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I have one client. Um, she is looking. Okay, so she's a she's a lawyer and and she works for a law firm, but she's currently trying to branch out into her own her own practice. She wants to start her own practice for families and and divorce and all that stuff. And you know, I kind of asked her. I was like, "Well, why are you like why are you leaving your law firm?" Like we're in the middle of pandemic. Like it was just weird because she was telling me how she's like pregnant right now and she has three kids. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of a lot. And, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to come off intrusive. But I was like, damn, like you've got to be in a good situation if you're willing to leave a law firm yeah. to do this. And she was like, well, I decided I needed to leave when I was eight months pregnant and they asked me to come in the office. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. And she's like, yeah, I realized that they didn't give a shit about who I was as a person. I was just a number to them. Right. And whether or not the pandemic was existing for them, they wanted me in. Right. And I was like, that's crazy. Like not even I mean, it's not even her life. It's like her unborn child's life. Right. And it's so easy to sell people a dream when right. the dream it's it's kind of just so like realistic but mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of a pandemic people can't people don't know when this is going to stop they don't know what family member it's going to affect like they right they don't know anything so like for you to even like like she said she put it in a very well put way that yeah, she's just a number very real and way then you, and you can't did not like you can't twist that it's so easy to turn when you're like throwing people money right and vacations in their face but like at the end of the day like it's it's all about the is bottom that, line well is that worth your life and that's oh, the situation mm-hmm. that we're in right now like it's a pandemic the pandemic is real like but just for somebody else to decide if it's worth your life like right like, like they they decided and for her and even there's been some people that i've been talking to like they're working from home obviously and i'm sorry just because you your company knows you're working from home that does not make you accessible for all hours of the day no, absolutely like not. That, that's actually like borderline ridiculous like i i know people that have been working more around the clock right from, because they're working well from and, home the, and they're feeling the guilt. taking advantage they're feeling of it. guilt because they're like oh i'm at home and like you know some comp you know some people are probably feeling like oh well i wasn't let go i wasn't laid off right. so like because i wasn't laid off during the right you know the the wave of that needing to happen for the pandemic they I think, should be lucky. I should be lucky. I should be working harder for this company. And then they ignore their mental health. They ignore their because like their work life balance. The, the fact and... that that's like a high standard, like that should be the bare minimum. Correct. Of like your job, like respecting your hard work and valuing for as sure. employee. Like that's the bare minimum. You should not feel indebted to somebody because they didn't fire you during a global pandemic. Right. And that's it's crazy. I mean, and listen, politics and this type of like toxic behavior is in is in every single job i've had it in every single job I work and it's for. so sad i was just talking to the um, most obviously the place i have the serving job i yeah. have right now that's no there's no like no toxicity <laughs> <laughs> i can't speak today these the the itty is like killing itty. me <laughs> <laughs> but i was recently talking to a cousin um a cousin that i actually rekindled a relationship with and and that may sound weird but like i have like 300 cousins and you know singling out one cousin is like singling out somebody in like Times Square so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of <laughs> crazy but she um she's in the medical field and I wanted to ask her before we were recording I was like hey like do you do you experience any type of like politics or like you know favoritism or anything like that in your field because that's the medical world in the medical world you're thinking like they're there to save lives and provide for people that need it mm-hmm. um and she goes yeah and I go oh shit it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And, and and I think that's so sad. It's so sad what what money can do mm-hmm. and power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's frustrating because, you know, there are people that go to work and it's like they treat it as their job. And listen, 
If you can do that, that's great. You go in, you clock in, you clock out, makes you money. But for the majority of us, we go to work because we love it, because we're passionate about it, because we studied it and we wanted mm-hmm. to build a career out of it. And like for someone like my cousin, for example, she's there to provide for people and make them feel better and save lives and things like that. And, you know, and people just take advantage of, of that. Um, right. that passion and and those are the situations where you end up losing your passion the field mm-hmm. that you go into you end up hating but even so it's it's crazy that it's on both ends of the spectrum so to, to take somebody that's so passionate and to use it against them whereas like any job i've worked up in, like up until at this point it's it's never been my full passion because right. i'm looking to go to law school so even the fact that somebody turned like was able to like kind of turn me because i wasn't so invested and obsessed like one I became like kind of just like a negative human when I worked at this one place because I just couldn't like I couldn't stomach like making my whole life and my whole world this this company. It just like I saw everybody else do it. And I thought I was walking around. I was like a zombie. I'm like, is everybody seeing what I'm seeing? Like I still want my life outside right. of here. So like when I walk in on well, Monday then, morning, then you, you, you're, felt, you're, you're made to feel guilty about wanting that oh, too. Yeah. Like when I would walk in on Monday morning and I would get all these questions, what you do this weekend? I'm like, genuinely it's none of your business if, <laughs> like but like you just said there was like such a standard and it's like i i used to get called into like reviews not about my work about what like kind of just like my either of me not going to certain places with certain people your personal life your my, love life and that, that's like your that, family life that's all it was so. about that's all it came down to like if i wanted to like there was a situation where like those are crossing boundaries oh i mean like that's the ultimate there was I was traveling. I'm was a very well traveled employee at this one company, and I was traveling a lot. And it it takes a, a toll on your mental health for sure. Like I'm somebody like I like working out. I like taking care of my skin. Right. I like eating. You well. like so, you like, time when you're on your, the road of so much. Like you like lose yourself to some degree. So it's yeah. like yeah. If I had the opportunity to either stay an extra night and hang out with the people I just spent the past three weeks traveling with or I get to go home, I'm actually going to go home because right. I, I want my life back home. Like I like my life. I was... Did you... Were you made to feel guilty? I wasn't... I, I actually got like... um, I don't even know what the word is, but I got like a... Slap on the wrist? A slap on the wrist for it. Like I, I shouldn't <laughs> have left. Even though they told me I could leave. <laughs> no, no. That's it, the that's the trick though. They, they It was used against me right. for... It was used against me for a very long time. Right. Like it always got brought up. That was a tactic up. and you failed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like there was things like after that that were withheld from me because of that. Yeah. one instance like I, again it's a so, it's a soul selling moment i i didn't want to hang out with these people for another freaking day do you know what i mean like when i didn't have yeah. to it's a friday night i want to go right. home right if i can also you were there to work uh-huh. exactly like it was work but that's what i'm saying but like if you get into an opportunity like if you get into a position like you're everything seems so great in the beginning yeah it's very easy to sell people and that's how people get tricked into a certain right. um, environment but then after a while you're just like okay i i, I signed up for work but like I, I didn't sign up for all of this, but they're right. like, oh, no, you did. Like, you didn't, you just didn't read the bottom line when you sold it, like when you signed <laughs> it. And it's like, you have to read the bottom line. Like, if someone's selling you something so quickly and they're like pushing you forward yeah. in this like little box that you don't want to be in, like, you have to just like, well, like, and then you, yo. yeah, and then you realize what you, you have to be confident yourself too. Like, I, sure. I was 21. Like, I, I was very, very, very yeah. young. Right. Oh, Still yeah. Young, like, right? you, but yeah, but like, I'm sure that was like one of your first corporate jobs. Yeah. So, like, what are you I supposed been to back since? <laughs> we can't recommend it enough <laughs> no but like that's true because you you get in a situation where you give up so much like i said before it, at the, at the paper like i felt like i was giving up my education and i was mm-hmm. like okay well i'm paying a lot of fucking money for that like i'm not i don't want to give that up and 
you know, I've, I've, I've felt that in the past I've, I've had to give up, you know, like you said before, that you like working out and doing, you know, you time. Yeah, whether like it's, that, like that stuff matters. I, like no matter right, what, whether it's says, like that matters. Whether it's like you know your skincare routine, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's walking your dog, whether it's fucking taking an hour bath. Like that's you time, that's, and that's and, the stuff that you value. And you just, yeah, like you, like and that's you the bare it. minimum, like for right, you to take exactly. it for you to have you time. And I think it's like a point where you realize that you're starting to sell your your values. Yes, like, I think a great movie to like go back on is um Devil Wears Prada. Oh my god, with, where like yeah. Anne Hathaway and at the end she didn't want it. Well, she like. Emily is in the hospital bed and she's telling her, like, I'm taking your job, actually. Right. Like she and but that's none of that stuff is what she wanted. She was like yeah. faked into believing it. But like you have to remember your values and yeah. you have to like be willing to stick it's them so, out. It's so funny that you brought that movie up because was great. I love what, the movie. What happened with her and her boyfriend, I think happened with me and Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like I was like we were ready to just give up the relationship. Like we were like this, like we there was no connection. I was always away. And when I wasn't away, I was so tired and mm-hmm. cranky and yeah. I was exposed. Just miserable. To, yeah. And like, and at one point we just, we, we gave up on it. And it, it's, it really sucks to say that, you know, on, on the podcast. And it's, it's an embarrassing moment for me. Well, it used to be an embarrassing moment for me, but now I, I'm so grateful for it. And, you know, what I can say, um, where quarantine has helped me is like me and Jeff have never been better. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. I know Aww. that was hard. Oh, <laughs> but, but seriously, like I, 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 I remember the specific moment I had where in my head, I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Cause we just weren't seeing eye to eye. And at that point we were like engaged. And, like but that you also, was like, you didn't, you were like, you just didn't know. Like I you didn't know. You were like, you didn't know that you were picking between your husband and your career. You're just like in, in your head. You're like, well, why can't he be more supportive of my career? And he's like, he was seeing the bigger picture right. when you were still in the smaller one. Yeah. Like, and you just couldn't see uh, exactly, his point of view. Exactly. And, and like, like you I, shouldn't have been at home. You shouldn't have been out of the house 15 hours a day, seven days a week. And like, yeah. no wonder he like there. Uh, absolutely. And like, family. I made him feel guilty for that. And, right. I, and I, and I'm, I'm to blame for that. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't stand up for what, in any aspect, in any, in any area. aspect, yeah. where where I where I knew what I wanted, where I knew I was in a bad place, or where I knew I needed help, and I just ignored it. And that's I I I am so blessed to know that I'm on the other side of it, and everything's great now. But like that's the reality of it, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reality of like selling your soul to work. Yeah, and and work shouldn't be your life. No work life integration doesn't exist it does not exist work life balance is what needs it what needs it, it it's a necessity you are your own human being you should be representing what you believe in what your hobbies are what you like the people in your inner circle not what somebody else's idea of you is mm-hmm. and that's that i think that's the most tr- true thing i could say on the ever podcast. say yeah <laughs> like work it's and for my yeah. therapy sessions, I charge $10 less than Alyssa. <laughs> so on that note, I think we should dive into what we think are signs of a uh, toxic work environment. You know, Alyssa and I went, went back and forth. And even even Carly. Carly um, Carly was a, a part of this, obviously. But, um, you know, she can't be here physically and verbally. But she's here in spirit. Mm-hmm. We love her. I feel her. I feel her. I always feel her. <laughs> I feel her when you mispronounce that word, whatever you were trying to say. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna look it up on Google actually. Na- naivety? I, I Do you know what word I'm talking I about? I genuinely have no idea what you're trying to say to me. Just read it off the first couple ones. I'm gonna look it up. Na- yeah, Nate 
Naivety, lack of experience, wisdom, or judgment. The word was right. I just can't say it. Oh. N-A-I-V-E-T-Y. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Google. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think we, we wrote down a couple examples of what we think are signs of toxic work environments. And we can give our own personal examples. For sure. To these. One is well. bad communication. Hmm. I mean, the coffee sh- shop is a perfect example. Yeah, the... the yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I it's. I think. I don't think I've ever worked in a place that had awesome communication. I think that's a lot of <laughs> things that work environments genuinely lack. Like mm-hmm. whether you're not answering the text or the email yeah. from your employee that's asking a question, like or whether there's, he like I like they were very micromanagey and I wasn't. That's not how I'm receptive. But right. instead of like pulling me to the side and like listening to what I had to say, they continue to force the micromanaging sure. on me as if I was going to change. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Also, the bigger the company, the more whisper down the lane. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Like somebody says something, it's said to somebody else, then it changes a little, then it goes to the next person. Like even issues in the restaurant where I'm like, you go and put something in that somebody just ordered, and you're like, oh, it's out. I'm like, well, why couldn't anybody tell me it was out? Like there has to be like communication right. is even in the smallest form can yeah. have the biggest impact and i think that's extremely important to have i agree um what's number two i wrote them not in order so can i just say anyone absolutely mm-hmm. uh employee turnover Ooh, employee rapid employee turnover yeah i mean if you're at a if if you're working for someone and you see people coming in and out it's obviously there's a reason there's a reason you know there, something's happening there um yeah, I mean, what else can we say about that? I mean, if you're working somewhere, you want to get to know your, the employees that you're with and the people that you're surrounded by. And, like, yeah, people come and go, but, like, if it's an enormous amount of people, um, that's probably not a good sign. And there's not, like, a time limit on it. Like, there there could be, like, a immediate employee loss. Yeah. Or after, like, six months, you realize that eight employees just dropped off and you're just, like, wait a second. Like, what do they, what do they see that I haven't been exposed to yet? Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So pay attention to that stuff. Um. Next one, clicks, exclusion, and gossip behavior. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, corporations and companies, you know, all, always have this type of, like, high school popularity contest going on. Like you said, there's politics and everything. There is politics and everything. And, and sometimes no matter how good and confident you know you're at at your skills and um, your craft, if there is a... Is if, if there's a um a mean girl group there or a job yeah. group group there, <laughs> that shit's not fun. Well, I, we can attest. We I've uh, personally I've been on both sides of it. You've been with the mean girls and you see what they do, and then you like get casted out, and you're just like, yeah, shit. Well, yeah, and then and then sometimes you're in too deep, or you you're a part of it. Yeah, then you find sure. yourself talking shit, and you're like, why the fuck why, am, why I am I doing why this? am I saying this? Yeah. Right, because you're talking shit, and you know somebody else is talking shit about you, mm-hmm. and then it's a never ending cycle about like I know, and then you walk into a room paranoid, and you're like, yo, everyone, it's so toxic. Everyone yeah. just was talking about me. Mm-hmm. Poor leadership. Mm. Mm. I think so. I. What can be said, I think there's a lot of books out there that talk about great leadership and like what needs to be done. I think consistency is a huge thing. It's you can't be great to your employees for two days and the next day, like it just be like so wishy-washy because then nobody knows where to stand with you. I think it's important to know how your management style is and like how people are receptive. Like I at the makeup job I used to work when I was like training other people, I was you feel like kind of like 
superior because like you're in like a certain position and they're not but it's just like that's why like i know what's best and then it got like i'm sitting here trying to explain to this one girl like what to do and like how to like get this or that and i just saw a look on her face and i was like and i was like i was doing everything i was just like showing her basically and i was like can i ask you something i was like how do you like to learn and she's like I'm really hands on. She's like, I like, I like to do it myself. Oh my God. Did you really ask that? I, I, I like it's dead, dead in my Damn. tracks. And I'm like, I, cause like I was sitting there, like, I like to do everything. Like that's how I learned too. It's like, that's how I was teaching. And like, that's how it's explaining to her way versus right. and what versus, worked for her. Exactly. So then it, I took a step back and I let her do it all. And I let her learn by doing. And that's like, oh, I, said, that's I respect awesome. that. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I mean, yeah. Need to do Le- that. Leadership is definitely super, super important. I mean, my, my editor having me choose, you know, is my college ridiculous. class exam versus covering a, a protest. I mean, that's a perfect example of poor leadership. If you have to question your leadership, you know it's poor leadership. Yeah. Or if they're you talking know. down to you. Like, no one needs to talk down to anybody. We're all adults here. Um, Unmotivated coworkers. Damn, if you're, if you're around people who are feeling the same way as you and you're just getting this bad energy... That's also another sign. Well, th- so that's crazy because, like, I was, especially towards the end in in my jobs, I was the unmotivated, the unmotivated Un- yeah. employee. Well, you, you I came couldn't to work, help you it. Didn't give a shit. Yeah, like I Yo, quit. When like, you, you go into work it. and you don't give a shit about how your hair looks, you don't give a shit about saying hi to anybody. anybody. And like, it's so easy when you're on like the positive side. You're like, oh yeah. my god, she's such a bitch. She's being so miserable. Like, right. look at why. Like, I was in a really shitty right. situation. There was people above me that were putting me in a more shitty situation. Right. I felt stuck. I felt like I couldn't get out. That was my biggest thing too. Mm-hmm. I feel like in in past work environments, I, I, I know I'm, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and I know sometimes if it's too much, I will shut down. And the thing is, like, you're around coworkers enough that they know that about you, right? And if they're selling this like partnership friendship type of um collaboration when it comes to work and you know that I, that that's happening to me fucking confront me and like talk to me about that, it help me right. don't don't do what we said point number two was which is gossip i know but that but that's so easier said than done i know like, it is so i know it like, is the, if you're if you you know when you're being unmotivated sure. you know when you're being negative you know the energy that you're putting mm-hmm. into the room you gotta take a step back and yeah. self-reflect like i should have left months prior than when I, did. I should you know have what left. i mean yeah no for sure yeah all right next up uh stumped growth was that one yeah hmm. Hmm. yeah so if you're like not growing at the job that you're at fucking leave it even when you consider like like fucking leave it do don't, so much don't, work don't take the dangly carrot no. go to the college class you know put yourself first um oh, obvious no work-life balance yeah which like we, we like we said before <laughs> work-life integration is the bare minimum of what you should have and it's absolutely not okay i it's 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 just not you know be be yourself be proud of your own personal hobbies and and your own personal circle and and you know people that you um you can trust and you know sometimes take that pto day off no one's gonna give a fuck at the end of the day the company's not gonna burn and die Ooh, are you going to read the next one? Well, I have burnt out. Yeah, that one. <laughs> burnt out. Burnout is so fucking real. Like, so at the... No one should be burned out. So when they were saying about the hours, like, oh, these hours are so great. Like, you get to be home by 4.30. And it's like, yeah, I can be home at 4.35. But if I have no mental capacity to do anything and I'm so exhausted, right. my whole day's a washout. Like, just like that yes. has nothing to do with time. It's like how you're mentally and physically feeling. Like, it's... it. I, sure. I was burnt out. Well, actually, the next one is no forward movement. So I actually think no forward movement and burnout is kind of kind of goes hand in hand because 
I think when you're at a young age, I think when you are in, you know, your early 20s, even in, into your early 30s, I feel like that's the the time in your life to grind. Mm-hmm. Now, grinding and hustling is different than burnout. Oh, completely you grind, yeah, you, agree. You grind and you hustle because you want it, not because you're forced to do it. And I think it goes hand in hand because the 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 burnout comes with no forward movement. If you are working and working and working and they, you don't see the finish line or you don't see any type of end result or you don't even see the impact of of the hard work that you just did for that burnout, then why are you doing that's, it? It's like it's like going in a circle, dude, right? That's such a good point, especially when you're no matter what the end result is to you, if you're getting it, then you don't feel like burnout. Like you, like you see, like you're going towards something. Like I right. have worked in the service industry, and I've worked a thousand five shifts back to back to back, all doubles, and not once do I feel like kind of burnout. Like it's a different kind of high, like it's a different kind of grind. But then I go away on a, a three day work trip, and I feel like my soul just got sucked out of me, and I feel like I can't right. do anything for the next week. Like it's a different kind of right. mental it, burnout. It is. Yeah. And, and listen. Working really hard is not a bad thing. No. You just have to realize at the hard. end. Yeah. And at the end of working hard, what are you getting out of it? Yeah. And I think that's that's the main thing from from being a hustler to feeling burnt out. Great point. Um, and then the very last one. Well, we can't recommend it enough. Quitting? No. Well, obviously quitting. But <laughs> you have to trust your gut. Oh. <laughs> you have to fucking trust your gut. I can't tell you how many times in, in multiple work um work environments that I've been at where I had those those gut feelings. And listen, those gut feelings don't have to always result to quitting your job, but they have to result in you speaking up for yourself. Because I feel like so many times I'm looking at like my past self or my younger self. And I'm like, why didn't I just say this opinion? Right. Or why didn't I just stand up for what that person said that I knew was wrong? Mm-hmm. What were they going to do? Fire me? Great. I was pissed off at you anyway. There, there are so many points that I want to like talk about <laughs> with this because it's so because in every situation, whether most more statistically speaking like women are more intuitive than men yes but in any scenario whether Sorry, guys however you feel on the spectrum you know when something is just not right in you like it's a just a tiny voice in your head for sure and it's like you spend so much time listening to people that have no impact on your life that you actually probably hate at the end of the day and it's like you you listen to the people that don't know you that don't know your life that don't even value your values that aren't even like looking at you as someone that they that they personally value but then you don't listen to your own gut exactly and it's like you have to stop disrespecting your gut like it, it knows you it, it it's literally yeah. inside of you and we all know what that feels like I, we, we do. all know what that gut feeling so feels I, like we were just when we were i met up with gabby today and i was like listen i started listening to oprah's podcast again like i just like had some a free time and i love like it's so inspirational like there's there's so much. <laughs> but listen to ours first yeah like that was like i oh, i prefaced by i haven't listened to our podcast other than ours in a very long time but this is for <laughs> oprah so um the podcast was when like when life whispers to you and the whole like the whole idea of it was like there are so many moments where life is telling you something and yeah. you can and you choose to ignore it. And it if you learn to like listen to it sooner, it doesn't have to blow up in your face. Like I had that moment specifically for me. Like I I knew in the one job I, I worked at the first job I got out of college that just something wasn't right. I knew like I was I was compromising a lot of who I was and like a right. lot of what I believed in for somebody else's bigger picture that I also didn't believe in. Cause I did like, I, to me, it just was fake. Yeah. Um, and I knew I wasn't happy at the end at my core, but I didn't listen. And it wasn't until I was kind of forced to go on this one trip and I, it, w- it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been on a trip. Really? And I, I come back and like, that was like, there was like a me before that trip and a me after me trip. Cause something on that trip broke me. That wasn't a, that wasn't a gut feeling. That was a no. punch in the gut. That 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 was when the whole house fell on me. That's when life was like, 
we tried to warn you like we you, we've right. given you many opportunities to get out before this got so bad but it's like the whole point is you shouldn't like things shouldn't have to get so bad before you do something about right. it like everybody's i feel like everybody's threshold for life and for the pain that they feel is so high and it's like at what point do you like do you like just stop live tolerating? Life. Yeah, or, like, or do you, you stop life? tolerating some things? Right. Like it, you don't have to do all. Like you don't have to succumb to everything you don't want to succumb to. Like you also don't have to be threshold. somebody for someone else. No, it, it's like genuinely okay to walk away. Yeah. So I like there was, and I mean that moment has happened to me a couple of times because there's a lot right. of instances where I don't trust my gut. Um, but my my gut knows. <laughs> but you man, learn from them. I At do. least you learn from them. But it's, it's just it's getting, content. It's, it's content for the podcast. I, but it's getting to the <laughs> point where like shit doesn't hit the fan and like my whole life blows up in flames and yeah. then I'm the dog in the house. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. fine. <laughs> We're good. Everything's fine. Uh, well, I guess that's a, a perfect transition into our last segment, which talks about like saving yourself. Like how are you able to... Um, First, you have to realize your situation, right? You have to trust the, the gut feeling. Situation. The situation. <laughs> realize the situation. Did, did I sound like Sean Connery? <laughs> we also didn't mention that we've been drinking Bloody Marys. <laughs> They're awful, <laughs> by the way. I made them. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Listen, we knew we knew it had to be more of a business meeting because we don't have Carl, but, you know, I think I feel like a Bloody Mary is kind of businessy. It is. Yeah, it's like cute. I like it. It's also yeah. like 12 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> all right so with trusting your gut like um what what do you do yeah exactly what do you do so first you have to like you obviously have to realize and kind of get over that um that aha moment right like i think a lot of times when people realize they're having a gut feeling or realize they're having like that like epiphany where they're mm-hmm. like oh shit what am i doing you know or people say a crisis right you have to accept it Mm-hmm. Like it took me so long to accept what I was dealing with or like what I was feeling because I wanted, like you said, I wanted to be just fine. Right. When people ask me how work was. Oh, it's fine. I'm great. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this and that. Everything's fine. So it's easy. It's it's so hard to accept, though, when because I, I to me, I think it's like kind of like a muscle. It's a muscle memory. Like if, right. you, if you start to like ignore it on little things, like it's so much harder to to not ignore it on the bigger things. So if, sure. if like when you're about to say something that you know that you normally like wouldn't say or like you, you don't want to say, instead of saying it, like start building the mu- the mu- the muscle memory of like right. you know what I'm not going to say it. Or normally, if you would not speak out against something, that would be like your muscle yeah. telling you, oh no, you can't do this. Say it. Yeah. Like you, it's it's all about muscle memory, and the more that you do it, the more confident you're going to be when you do it and will make it genuinely easier to accept for sure when that happens. A hundred percent. Another thing is realizing that what your life value is, Mm -hmm. is your life value worth more or less than how much you're making in a year or how much, how much you're, how how many hours you're spending at the office a week or, you know, how, how long you're spending time hanging out with your employees that you already see you know, five days of the week or six days of the week. Like you have to realize what your balance is and, and what your pretty much what your line is. Yeah. Right? When you cross your own when you cross your own line, that's that's when you know you're in you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You have to bring that back and you have to realize I mean every all it, it's honestly the corniest shit ever. I'm sure if you walk into a hall, hallmark it's on like coffee mugs and shit, but mm-hmm. like life is short. Yeah. Life is short and you have to just realize that you have it's for you. It's for no one else. Right. It's for nobody else. No right. one not even the not even your parents, not even your siblings, not even your relationship. Like like I, for me, for example, like I, I, I love Jeff obviously with all my heart and he's my husband and everything and, and and um I I don't believe that when you are married you become one and, and you know, you have to 
people say that I found my soulmate. I am now one. Obviously, he's my soulmate, but we're not one. We're still two separate people that can stand on their own two feet that, and be happy, but alone, also have their own together. hobbies yeah. and, and do things alone. And I feel like the way people look at a relationship is the same way um, you should kind of look at the job, right? It's Correct. like, yeah, you you like it, and you spend and so much time. You spend there. so much time. Yeah. But se- separation is important, or 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 personal identity is important. I, yeah. So going piggybacking off of that, it's knowing yourself too. Like if you measure your happiness, and if you're so happy when you're making X amount of dollars, then yeah, it it does make sense for you to work and crawl up the the corporate ladder and to make do whatever you have to do to make that kind of money. But if your level of happiness is getting to spend time with your mom and your sister or your husband and going out to brunch with your friends or planning then, a vacation, then, then it doesn't make sense for you to be working 90 hours a week. Like yes. you have to like know yourself and it's like you have to just adjust accordingly. Like if it's not making you happy, right. you have to change it. Right. Because it's not the end of the world too. I no. think a lot of a lot of um, work decisions are based off of mentality that it is the end of the world. Right. I remember my my job at the paper I would always, you know, get I get myself hyped up where I'm like, today's the day where I'm going to walk in. I'm going to tell them I can't do this. I can't work this weekend. Like, I want to go away, blah, blah, blah. And you get there and then you're like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't. What if they fire me? This is my first job ever. I'm, I, You know, this is my first job in college. I'm making money, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing something where I'm photographing. Like, There's about 88 million jobs. Right. But you're mind, like, but that's but what I mean. You that's anxiety-based, yes, too. Like that's, you single it you out. You think everything's so immediate. Yes, and you single it out so much that you're like, this is the end of the world. I will also, never make it past this hill. Also, like, the world does not revolve around you. As much as, like, you think it does, like, I, I promise you the world still will go on if you don't state your first job for the next 25 years right. like you just have to take yourself out of it and like like i always say this look at the bigger picture it's right. okay if you have to quit your first job it's okay if you get fired from your first job it's okay if it doesn't work out yeah everything always comes full circle and it will eventually work out yeah for sure so Alyssa, hmm. what is the advice that you wish you gave yourself or what you wish you knew okay so i okay so i have i guess it, will fall into each other because I did I thought I had two but I so I like to use the excuse when I went to jobs that I was young and I was um and I was naive and I didn't know any better I think I also like kind of set the standard for how people treated me and looked at me like I went in there like and completely it's like it's I looked it up it's like it's like a trauma response to like overshare yeah. so I had people that knew so much about my life because that's my personality I'm, I was so outgoing and I was giving mm-hmm. them so much and then like in a corporate setting, like it's not genuinely professional to always overshare and to right. for everybody to know everything about you because then they were able to use my personality and personal oh, experiences God, against, against me. And I think I would have just went in there and I would have just I I, w- I would have I would have protected myself a little bit more. Like I kind of just like threw myself into something and expected it like and I bought whatever they were selling and I right. thought that why would my amazing fabulous personality and good looks get me in trouble you know what I mean so <laughs> uh I was I I hate using being naive and young as an excuse because in that moment I just was naive and young and yeah. I didn't I didn't think to like look past this and I didn't think to I, I didn't think smart in that particular environment um and even moving forward like I like I said people you can't be one person for six months and all of a sudden be like you know what i actually don't want people to know what i do on the weekends and then when they ask you if they're like well i've just been asking you every single monday for the past six months like all of a sudden you want to change because then it's it's a lot harder to go back and to try and change like it's you have to set the standard for yourself and right. also i didn't know my worth 
as well as I do now. Like it was like Ugh. a lot of self love issues. So, like I thought I talk deserved about certain advice things. to yourself. Yeah, know like, your self worth. Yeah. So I and I that was like again I I I got to take responsibility. Yeah. I can't blame people for the way I felt. Like that was it was right. a me thing that I didn't realize. Um, it went into also I would probably like just learn to be more honest. Yeah. Um, and like there was times where like we just talked about this that people would ask me how the job was going and like i said instagram and facebook is such is, is so, like is, it helps you lie so much because like it's a fake persona yeah and so it's, like it's I a great just, it's a great platform i couldn't even be honest with myself real. so like when people were asking me like oh how's the job how, how are you great. doing i'm it's doing so great. great it like doesn't it it's look so awesome. great do you just want to see this picture of this person i met and it's like <laughs> i just wish like at the, like again this is me thinking the whole world around me like there's right. actually no issue if i were to say i wasn't happy you know what I mean? Like no one's life is going to stop. It would have yeah. just, it would have started the conversations that needed to happen a lot sooner than what they did. Again, that was like when the house fell on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I would have learned to boundaries, ba- ba- boundaries, self worth, boundaries, boundaries, and honesty, 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 honesty. Um, what about you? For me, I think my biggest thing would be living in the moment. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like I spent so much of my time worrying about money too. Yeah, worrying about money, worrying about the future, worrying about what the next step would be and not really living in the moment or realizing like how far I've gotten in certain things. Right. Not even w- with work. I mean, obviously this this topic is about work, but I think, you know, w- sometimes people's work bleeds into their identity and I think that's really hard to separate that. Um. So I, I definitely would say that. And then another thing would probably be I mean, it's stupid because we already said it, but like trusting your gut, like yeah. you got to listen to your body. Your body knows you more than anything. I know. And like when your palms get sweaty and your foot starts tapping and no, you, you, you just know, know. like you that's, know. that's the best advice. Like you already know, yeah. like, that, you, like you're, that you know feeling, what to do. That feeling is like watching a scary movie and you're watching the girl open the closet when she could have just run out the front right, door. You're like, where, where you're <laughs> like, yo, you know that there's somebody in that closet, but you're going to take the time to open it. Why are you doing that? Because you're not trusting the gut. Because you're not trusting uh-huh. the gut. So, and that's super there, extreme. I, we hope this doesn't end in like no, a life or death. Co- oh my God, of course. But like, just, you know, if someone's knocking on your closet door, trust the gut. Trust the gut. Trust the gut. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the theme. That It is. Um. So what are we bringing to the table today? So we have like meditation methods. Gabby had a lot of good ones that yeah. she found. Um. So, um. I obviously like I I'm in therapy and we can't recommend it enough. But my therapist has helped me a lot with a lot of these issues and and one specifically that has come out of that is is meditation and a perfect example is a lot of people that work um an extreme job, overworked or you know don't really get to spend a lot of time with themselves, they forget what it is to be by themselves and I think a lot of people are experiencing that currently because of the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, you're not working from home, you're not traveling as much, you're not going to meetings, you're not doing all this stuff. Um you're pretty much at home with yourself. So learning to meditate and be with yourself for whether it's 8 minutes, 10 minutes, a half hour is something that I cherish so much now. I could never imagine doing that before. Right. Um, and now that, you know, life has to slow down, it is something that I cannot start my day without. And I really, really highly recommend it. I mean, meditation, you can find, um, you can find YouTube on the YouTube. Have, free. You, YouTube has a lot of meditation, but um, if anybody has heard of it or, or likes it, you know, um, Insight Timer is an is a meditation app and it's a it's honestly amazing. You know, you can get a free version or you can get a, a paid version, but 
there's a lot of people that um put on their own um verbal meditation and you can listen to it and there's there's meditation from like six minutes to eight minutes to an hour like it's whatever is most comfortable for you but allow Mm -hmm. yourself to spend um you know a few minutes a day alone with your with your thoughts and just connect with yourself right fucking connect with your gut so we're basically also suggesting to like this method to reduce stress because you eventually are going to have to have those hard conversations with yourself about what you want to do in your career and i don't and we can't we can't tell you like we can recommend quitting but like we don't know everybody's financial position of course or like where they see themselves going or family wise like we're just trying to reduce the stress in your life because like i said the the conversations that you need to have are very hard but it'll it'll only be harder if there's stress built up and if like you are so like resistant to it right so like get get you situated first like take care of yourself like figure out what needs to be done um gabby had a lot of great affirmations that are that she's gonna say but i actually had one too um it's like um changing like i have to to get so it's like right. it's resetting uh, your mindset, right? Which which you already yeah. Right. So like she can go into she has like a lot of good ones, but like oh I gotta get up, I have to get up in the morning. No, you actually get to get up in the morning. Like right. you should you right right. Perspective is so important. I think that goes with resetting your mindset. But you know I think something as simple as saying oh my god I gotta I I gotta work out today, you know taking the time to tell yourself I deserve to live a healthy and happy life with the people that I love. So that's why I'm going to work out because it you feels good for me. Get it's, to work out. Yes, you get to work out. You have the ability to. Mm-hmm. And I think there's 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 things um, that we experience every day that we can flip the switch and make it into a positive and, and create these affirmations for ourselves. Right. Um, in addition to go back and listen to our one episode that we had with Liz Luber. She had a lot of great um, resume recommendations. Yes. It is... It, it, she's it, our talent acquisition changing, extraordinaire <laughs> she is she really is she's a lot of her shit changing your job and changing kind of like the life your that you want path, yeah. is it's not easy but it's it's simple like if you just like break it down into steps like ch- like getting your resume together i know that like, everybody's putting it off but liz gives so many great tips she's amazing and that whole episode was so insightful and very informative right and like like liz said you don't have to quit your jobs like we you did can, to though. start small businesses or start a new career path or whatever i or mean go to you law can school. <laughs> or go to law school you can but like you know speak up for yourself ask yeah. for that raise ask for that pto Baby day steps. off it yeah. doesn't have to be so Baby extreme steps. But yeah, the um the Liz episode is episode seven, how to make work work for you. And then oh, um, apropos. Oh hi Carly. My God. Hi Carly. Apropos. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say negativity. <laughs> but I could say apropos. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was a good one. That was funny. Or um or also episode two. Yeah. So we recommend those episodes. And you know, this was such a good a good session. Um I know it's probably sounding not as fun because like two's business and three's a party and Carly's not here, mm-hmm. but um, we wish her the best and, and she'll be back and, you know, we can't wait to see you guys next week. Can't wait. Can't wait. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>